In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. A champion must Everybody and welcome to your favorite podcast, Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly. I'm sitting here with your other host and my pal, my buddy, Andy Fiore, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. How you doing, Shawnee? Good to see you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We have to tell people, sorry for our our absence. Sorry Uh, for the slight delay. I I went on a a Facebook, uh, Instagram live the other day and I was making fun of you because I was like, stupid Andy. When Fish is in town, he goes MIA, <laughs> and he's just gone, and I, I, you didn't contact me for like a week, this kid. He didn't ask me any questions, nothing for a week. It is very and I, true. And then I look online, I'm like, oh, he's been going to a fish show every night of the week, because they have a different three set every night. Four. Three out of three four. Three out of four is like, yeah, that's pretty a lot. But that's why we did a lot of holiday stuff. We were, I was away as well. Exactly. I was on the road. We, we just couldn't match up the dates. So we apologize. It's a busy we, time of year. Whoever is holding on to the, listening to the show and <laughs> hasn't given up on us. Uh, a few remaining defense. <laughs> Thank you. You are the ones that we love. The ones that stuck around. You'll be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, how was your holiday? It was great, man. Like you said, I went to a bunch of concerts with my friends. That was always super fun. I went to my folks' house for a few days for Christmas, for the vacation, and then uh, had some downtime to myself. No, yeah, that's no great. stand-up, no uh, radio, just some uh, some Andy time. That's the best. <laughs> which I, I needed to recharge the batteries, because so, it's w- such a crazy time of year. Everybody's just psychotic, and everybody's got so much going on. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I, I went... Back to my apartment in Queens and just hold up for like three straight days. I think that's what you need, though. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of the holidays. Yeah. Because I went to LA, and I was able to chill out for the most part, but... But we even just, traveling, it's you, know, you still got that traveling. You got to travel. But when anxiety. we got there, I was there for five days. So I was like, had some time to chill. And then I went away after, for New Year's. I was in Minneapolis. Uh, but then, but, but while I was in Minneapolis, even, I, had nothing, I was by myself, nothing going on. So it was just me walking around a mall That's most not, of the time. It wasn't bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was 90. It was, I loved it. I was just like power walking in the Mall of America. It's so funny <laughs> how you get older. You start to see those things that you once... Looked at as in an odd way, and you're like, oh, I can see how this would be real nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think about walking like, around a mall and not buying anything is real, really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, even the suburbs now, I'm like, oh, I can live here. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. sure. I don't want to live uh, near anybody after 20 years in this godforsaken city. No, no way. Put me on a fucking <laughs> farm. Uh, but I did when I was in LA. I have a, I have. A, I watched. Um, oh. I saw the Star Wars. You didn't see it. Did I didn't you? see Star Wars. I saw. You're not a fan. Really, of the Star Wars. I'm not like a gung ho guy. I enjoy the movies just as much as anybody, but I'm not first in line to see them. I don't rush out to the theaters even. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but that being said, I've always enjoyed them. I, you know, I, when I was a little kid, I, I was more into it than I am now. Well, I'll give you my opinion of what it was. Uh, all right, I don't know sir. If, uh, all right, sir. I don't know if this will um, 
persuade you to see it. I'll tell you this much. I, I'll get there. It's not. It's, yeah, you can see it on Netflix yeah, or whatever, yeah. no problem. That's what I'll say to start off. You can see it on that on a big TV. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh, it It's not ideal. I was talking to my brother-in-law about it, who actually used to work for George Lucas. He worked... He worked on this, the, the TV show that was potentially going to happen, but didn't happen. Uh, Not Mandalorian, but yeah. some of the, I think some of the elements of Mandalorian he might have worked on, whatever it was. But the straight up Star Wars show that they didn't do that George Lucas was gonna. So he has, he loves Star Wars. Like it was a dream job of his to work. He worked for Rick McCallum, who worked for George Lucas. Right. Uh, and I think one of the things that he said, which I agree with, is they should have had J.J. Abrams just do all three of these last part of the um, of the saga because the first one, you know, people railed against the first one, but a lot of people liked it. They, they thought it was a rehash, but it was r- really well done. Yep. And then the second was Ryan Johnson did it. I I actually did not mind the second one. I, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, that's the, the the Jedi one with, okay. with, with when Luke Skywalker I think that was, was out of. My favorite out of the new ones. Maybe it was for a lot of people, but I know a lot of people bashed it. People like, yes. I think even actors that were in the saga might have not liked it. And then this third one, because Ryan Johnson did the second, J.J. Abrams comes back and he kind of puts stuff that Ryan Johnson did on the back burner. So there's a character uh. named Rose that's in it that plays a big part in the second one that's kind of put as like a, a secondary character in this one. Also, he stuffed a lot of stuff into a tight movie. So he, he stuffed gotcha. a lot of elements of the world. He tried to finish up the story really quick. I think there's a lot of cool scenes in it. It's in the trailer. The scene where she's in the desert and he's and he's and the speeder's coming. He's in um, uh, Kylo Ren is in his speeder and he's coming after her and she does the Jedi jump yeah. over the... Badass. Yeah. Badass. The, but as far as story goes, I, I'm not going to obviously yeah, spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, no, that's exactly. But uh, as far as story goes, I didn't mind what the 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 the, the reveal was. There's a reveal in the story. I yeah. I what think the I reveal know was? You know what it is already? Well, I, I'm not sure actually. But. The reveal. Didn't mind that. Didn't mind okay. how it was. Didn't mind how it went down. Didn't mind the end. The end of it. But if you watch it, you're like, this is cluttered. They're trying to get a lot in. They're they're missing stuff. They should have just had him do all three, or just did one extra movie, or did a super long last movie. Do a three and a half hour movie. Or was my complaint of the Star Wars franchise? Give it a little time. Do it yeah. right. Yeah, like, that's why the other the originals were so good. They you had a few years between them. Yeah, well, it they felt no, like there was they one every six years. months. They have a few years on these ones. The, the Jedi came out what three years ago, oh, whatever right it was. <laughs> they, they take a little while, but you're right. Make sure it's right. Yeah, but also, I mean, people would. I, don't you think, especially the Star Wars fans, would appreciate a better movie with a longer wait time. With, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than a like, rushed product. Away. Nobody likes a rushed product. But the way, anyway, Star Wars, bah. The way that I felt about it at the end also is that a lot of people are just over it. I think people are more psyched on The Mandalorian because yeah. it's more original take. It's a different story. You can't they go were, two seconds without seeing Baby Yoda. Exactly. They were <laughs> done with that original story. I think they yeah, were yeah. done, 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 done. So now, but I still, I didn't mind it, but it was. I could see the flaws in it. I could definitely see right. the flaws. But it's worth checking out just for the story. It wraps up decently. It's fine. You know, you see what happens. You know, like watch it. Tell tell us what you think. You know, tweet at us at Defend Your Movie. Tell us what you think of the new Star Wars. Uh, and this week, what are we doing on the show? We are doing our best of 2019. Yeah, and I put together two separate lists that we haven't. 
talked to her, revealed them to each other yet. Yep. But as we did last year, we went go we went back over the year. I uh, went over the things that I've seen. Now, this is just what we've seen. I haven't seen everything, so it's my personal list. So it's going to be very subjective and arbitrary. Same here. It's from yeah. what I've seen. Because exactly. I, I have it also, full disclosure, I haven't seen Marriage Story. I heard it's amazing. Okay, yeah. So stuff like that where there's a couple of things I didn't see. Ad Astra I wanted to see. I didn't see that. Okay. But that also got mixed reviews. So this is based off what I've seen. All right. Well, now that you bring up Marriage Story, that is in my honorable mentions. I did my top ten, and I'll be <laughs> counting them down backwards. But we can start. My head, I had two... Uh, movies in my honorable mentions were A Marriage Story and Brightburn. And Brightburn was, I think we oh, talked about it on the podcast. And I never checked it out. I watched it when we were in Las Vegas, and I, I was just in my room chilling out one day, and I figured I'd put it on. And it's a fine, fun little movie. It's a good, nice story, and it goes against the grain of, like, superhero. You know, the, it's yeah. an evil superhero. That's becoming big now. Which you're kind of seeing with the boys and the stuff boys, like that. The boys, yeah, yeah. So, good little movie. Recommended. A Marriage Story... I don't know why we need these Noah Baumbach movies. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't love a squid and the whale, and I don't like the Noah Baumbach, Wes Anderson, uh, uh, what do you call it? When they were, Yeah. Whenever they were together, very... Wes Anderson directs, they usually co-write. They're always lesser than what Wes Anderson does on his own or with Owen Wilson. Yeah. I think there's a certain type of movie goer that loves these. I think it's a certain experience. Yeah. I it's think, just, uh, it's a... a th- what I think people are going to take away from this is the acting. Adam Driver is great. Scarlett Johansson, fine. And that's... I just watched it to watch it. It is not was, for I was you. sitting around just going, all right, I'll watch this. Yeah. But it's like that slice of life type of picture where you go, all right, well, Annie Hall is that, but it's a brilliant picture. So you can do that brilliantly. This, I just go, okay. What, think, uh, why do I need... Uh, you think it's kind of milk toast? Yes. Very good uh, way to put it. Yeah. So it's kind of honorable mention. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's just an honorable mention. I thought it was all right. I think it's, I, don't, I would have been fine if I didn't see it. I would. Yeah, is it really? Heavy? It was on Netflix, which is probably why I watched it. If it really? was in the theater, I never would have gone to see it. It's not that heavy. It's a story about divorce, and uh, you, there's a child in the middle of it, and kind of New York, L.A. Uh, they're both pulling in two different directions. But again, aside from. The acting, I go, oh, I don't even, all right, fine. That's, but here's the thing. I think those, that's what it's set up for. The acting is what's supposed to be um, uh, yeah, and I get front that. and center and in those movies. And for something like that, it's just got, it's got those scenes where I go, all right, but that's not the, uh, that's not the best acting I've ever seen where that's going to carry the story. It's just, he does topics that you don't give a shit about. It's, yeah. A lot of it's about divorce. Squid in the Whale is about divorce. Exactly. Like, so I think. But he, I, this guy's also maybe just not one of my favorite filmmakers. I, I just I'm not a huge Noah Baumbach fan. I'm yeah, not. So. But I think, I think it, sometimes people are, they just appeal to a, like a um, reviewer type thing or like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they appeal, yeah. Yeah, they don't yeah. appeal to like mass audiences. They don't appeal. Oh, listen, I have total niche. No, no, totally. I'm not like saying that, you don't, you know? but I'm just saying uh, sometimes just by certain connections. I, well, I don't want to say he just makes his movie because of only connections, but I mean well, like. Apparently this was a, a, a very autobiographical for him. Right, uh, so, so he's involved. Yeah, yeah. He was involved. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. I think it's so. You know what it is? It's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> I hate to say it, Noah, but it's so personal that we probably just wouldn't like this dude as a person. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, hey, you might be a shitty person because, like, there is. It has his movies have that edge. Where you're like, oh, you're kind of a dick. Like, it's right. Even Squid in the Whale has moments where you're like, I liked it better than Squid in the Whale. 
You did? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge Noah Baumbach fan either. I'm really not. Yeah. So uh, so he's honorable mention. So to my number 10, just only because it makes a nice connection, speaking of Ryan Johnson, his uh, written and directed movie, Knives Out. That's honorable mention or That's number 10? number 10. Well, I didn't give my honorable mentions. Oh, you okay. have to go Sorry. back and oh, forth. Right. I didn't know you had honorable mentions. Well, I have one now because okay. you said honorable mentions. <laughs> I, I usually do extra. You usually I have do less. An extra, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an extra. And this, this actually is perfect for it, and I have a reason why. Cold Pursuit. Oh, okay. Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. I full-on enjoyed this movie. It's just a violent action uh, you know him chasing down these dudes that, yeah. that his son dies and he chases that. It's like right. uh, it, it's not take. It's like taken but done differently. Okay, um, cool. Because it's, it's on HBO right now, and I saw it on, and I it was already started. Movie. I didn't want to watch it not from the beginning. It's a fun little movie. Oh, great! I'll totally watch it. Uh, it's kind. Of, it's done in a cool setting. It's Kehoe up in the mountains and uh, whatever that is, Washington or whatever it is. Sure. Uh, so you have that like. The, the the lonely desolate, desolate looking thing and then even there's a thing with Laura Dern's his wife and there's a thing between them that is kind of secondary in the movie but it's just kind of a cool like I'm gonna murder all these dudes type of movie you know what I'm saying like, gotcha yeah so um, uh, yeah alright cool so definitely check it out and the reason why I think it's honorable mention and why I think it's so good is because ever since Taken and ever since Liam Neeson decided to become an action star how many know, Taken ripoffs have they put out and this yeah. is actually good. Okay, like, there's a good. lot of other ones that are just shitty. Because that's, yeah, e- Taken, even the sequels, you're like, all right, we get the formula. But Taken's great. And then there was another one where it's maybe, I can't remember what it was. There's one where he has, he wakes up and nobody knows who he, his wife doesn't know who he is anymore. He goes uh, to his normal, his life. Oh, I forget what it's and called. It was a cool little twist, but like, yeah, he does these movies pretty good. Yes, but so this that's one's, good to see that there's this one's a notch above. This one's great because it also is like, uh, it's, it's very self aware. There's, there's there's like oh, tongue cool. in cheek type shit in it too, oh, which I love. Right. With the, oh, it's not just trying to be straight up. I know? will watch it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, back to Ryan Johnson. He wrote and directed Knives Out. Uh, just did you see it? Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Good little whodunit. Not my number 10. Higher up for me. Okay. Yeah. I only dropped it down there because I just I just went in order of what movies I liked best and tried to put it in order. And this took a little bit of a backseat to me because I just really got irritated by Daniel Craig's accent. I go, uh, what an unnecessary... But it goes to 10 because of that? I think there's uh, so well, many movies that it's... I have mov- I just have movies I liked more okay, throughout right, the year right. ahead of it. But the movie itself, uh, the reason that I loved it... I lo- how about Anna de Armas? Yacha cha cha. I I mean, I, and not only saying that, she was fantastic. She was it. great in it, and it also has a little bit of a political spin in it, which is kind of funny. Of and even, but it's not too much where you're like, great right, cast, that's good ensemble. Don Johnson's great. Don Johnson's having a little bit of a resurgence. He is, because he's in The Watchmen, he's in this, and he was in a couple movies. But I would say this, Ryan Johnson is quickly becoming, because if you, okay, so the fact of the matter is that, you know, I went to film school for about uh, a semester, and, um, you know, I don't want to really brag, but, (laughs) no, but here's the thing, man, when you learn, even I took film classes at, you know, Nassau and all that kind of stuff, the things that you learn about directing, it's like, Ryan Johnson is amazing at that. There's so many moments in Knives Out. Give me an example in Knives Out. I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. When he's in, he's trying to, uh, um, Michael Shannon is trying to intimidate, what's her name, Um, the main girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, the main, yeah. 
And all it is is him just coming up to her and telling her how his family will treat her very well and all this. Yeah. But it's intimidating. And the acting does it. But what also what Ryan Johnson does, he does. And it's a very basic thing directors do. He's doing close-ups on different things. So he's doing close-ups on her sneaker going up very slightly yeah. and trying to yeah. get out. Like, like she's trying to get out of there, but like she's still there. A close-up on Michael Shannon has a cane because I think his, his, his character has like back yeah, injuries. Yeah. A close-up on his hand being restless on the cane, right? Yeah. But if you just took it as the word were he's just saying nice things right, to her right, right, but right. the way the mood yeah, and the music involved and all that it's great direction and then the whole thing is like that that's good who done it direction too it's amazing who done it direction i i was completely wrong while i was watching the movie i was like i got it <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's, that's, that's another thing i want to say it's good this is very rare good these reveal. days Good reveal and good all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way through. I agree. And when you have an encounter, it was satisfying. Like you didn't whole, feel uh, duped. You were like, oh, that was a happen great a lot of times with movie, a great fun movie with no bullshit, no no uh, property it's attached to, yeah. no reboot, People I no like this. seeing on screen too. Uh, exactly. Billy Curtis, Michael Shannon. Don, yeah. yeah, like all these things. Yeah, yeah. Michael Shannon's amazing. Is Chris Evans. Is yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Evans is awesome, and and he's not Captain America. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, thank Brian God! Cox. Like, no, not Brian Cox. No, uh, what's um, his name? I always confuse with Brian Cox. Who do you play? The oh, you know, um, the guy, the the the, the patriarch. Yeah. Uh, no, Christopher Plummer. That's that? his name, Christopher. Right? Isn't that Christopher Plummer? Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to cut this? But oh yeah, why am I not? Christopher Plummer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the main, why. but I know what you, he's in. Uh, he's in Inside Job too. He plays yep. a bad guy in that, but he's great in this. Uh, and everybody, it, like, and it's it's like one of those things where it reminds you of Clue, but it's actually a better movie than Clue, yeah, yeah. probably. Oh well, Clue's it's not hard to. <laughs> well, Clue's great, but I grew up on Clue. But Clue's more of a just it meant to be a comedy. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this this is trying to supposed to be a comedy as well, and yeah, but I didn't I didn't take it as much as a comedy as more as a straight mystery whodunit. Dude, there's a laugh, lot of I jokes didn't laugh in it. I think mean, there's a lot. I think there's a good amount of jokes in it. But what I'm saying is, overall, when you get a movie that doesn't fall apart, you get a movie that uh, everybody involved. Yeah, those movies can easily fall apart. It's a. It's a. Um, all the pieces worked out perfectly. Basically, uh, you know place what I mean. To be. The, it's the uh, place to be. <laughs> so that's, that's one. Everybody, uh, I'm a fan. So what? What's, what's your number nine? Number nine is my buddy is the Safety Brothers uh, fourth fifth film. Wow, Uncut you are going gem. nine for this? Yes, sir. Well, because I'll you give you my reasons. Yeah, I think I uh, interviewed the Safety Brothers on my SiriusXM show Raw Report, which you can hear on demand. Uh, our interview with them. Uh, it goes very deep into Oz, and they are Sandler guys. Like they know their history. These, let me tell you something about these guys. They are movie guys. They know their films. They know their TV. They're like us. They're junkies. Yeah. You know, they know their stuff and they know their references. Uh, here's the thing. I like their movie Good Time from 2017. And when I saw Good Time, I go, all right, kind of a cool... I didn't know anything about them before. And I went, all right, cool story, cool movie. I liked how it was paced. Now that I see Uncut Gems, is they took that pacing, and man, they are setting a style for themselves, which is heightening and heightening and heightening and yeah. just escalating. Yeah. And it's escalating problems. It's like, if you think one thing's going to go wrong, ten more things are going to fall in line and go yeah. wrong after yeah. that. And, and that, here's my thing. Organized chaos, I would but call it. that makes me very anxious. So it wasn't... I didn't love the way the film made me feel. I loved Sandler's 
uh, role. I loved how they used non actors and the role and the the. Uh, but didn't you love? That it made you feel something? Like, yes, like, you know which what I mean? is like, why it's on my top ten. I left some movies off that uh, I liked, but just I thought Uncut Gems was very good. It's just, ah, I have a hard time watching those kind of movies. It's just maybe as I'm getting older, I'm getting more anxious. But it, if you're an anxious kind of person, you're not going to sit right. I got to be honest. I, Especially like if, you're, if you've gambled before or involved in sports yeah, or yeah, like yeah. know these kinds of people, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's a roller coaster, which... It, that, it's a that's I agree that makes a good movie if you can elicit those kinds a of reactions out of people reactions yeah. that's good movie look at happiness I never I would never watch happiness yeah exactly again. so but it, it got a reaction out but of yeah me. that's why number nine you know all right I get it uh, I'll tell you I call it organized chaos I think one of the reasons it's higher for me is because you want to talk about hard, <laughs> you're gonna hate my list. you want to talk about hard to pull <laughs> off you want to talk about hard to pull off. Think about how hard it is to make that a cohesive film. The, all that stuff. The, the, even though, imagine what that script must have looked like in Uncut Gems. The script must have been. See, I don't know about it that. It must have looked like a fucking uh, basketball play sheet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like it's all over the place. People talking over people. People rambling. Th- uh, phone calls going on where while dialogue is going on. Like to make that come out like that. To me, it looks like it would be. I don't even know how they do it. That's yeah, why I think it's yeah. so good. That's not, it's not my favorite movie of the year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Those guys—they're very talented directors and very talented writers. Well, that, which that's is why, why I, it's okay. higher for me. It's probably in my, it's in my top five, okay. definitely here. What's um, your uh, next one then? My what next one? Well, I didn't do my ten because I just kind of said where my knives out was. I know my last ones are, and you're not going to like this because I, I like these kind of movies. Like Captain Marvel is probably my number ten. Yeah, because I thought Captain Marvel was really good. I know it's not even on your list, but that's okay. The backside of my list is all stuff that you don't give a shit about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, give me another one. Like it would be like the Spider Man, the European, the Far From Home Spider Man. Yeah, I didn't see that one. It's great. Jake Gyllenhaal's great in it. Uh, Is Spider Verse on there? No, it's not. That's really? two years ago, I think. Oh, all right. I think I, it's I from two years track. ago. Uh, I think also Mandy's from two years ago also, correct? Mandy was last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it, Far From Home is great. Like, I'll I'll be on board any Spider-Man movie because the guy Tom, what's his name, Tom Cowell? No, no, Tom. Um, You're asking the wrong guy. The, the, the new Spider-Man, I think, is so amazing. And the way they do those movies, I think they're they're really well done. They're so, okay. that's why I was so upset that that, that deal didn't go through. I, I, got, I think my number uh, eight is not on even your radar. What is it? The movie Yesterday. Oh, with the, with the, the Beatles, with yeah. the, the, the guy from guy India? guy goes to sleep, or uh, gets in a bus accident, and kind of that old classic gets knocked into a world where he wakes up, and nobody knows who the Beatles are, and nobody's heard the Beatles' music, and he takes it and kind of makes it his own. And I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it was a good movie. It, I, as a huge Beatles fan, it spoke to me. It was very well done. It was very well acted. had a nice story to it. I just loved it. I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I, I think we talked about it. Also, because I, I didn't see either of the two Indian dude movies that <laughs> yeah. American music ones. Because there's a Bruce Springsteen one, too, right? Yes. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Guided by the Light, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... I enjoy the movie. It's a very enjoyable movie. You're definitely going to get more out of it if you're a Beatles fan. That's a bonus. But a well acted, and that kid's very talented. He could tell he was is a very good musician too. But uh, I I loved it. I'll give you my number eight. All right, sir. It was I just saw it recently. It was a lot of fun. This is awesome. I'm putting these on the back burner because I'm like they're not masterpieces, but they're just fun. Ready or not? See, ready or not? 
I can't even think of what it is. Oh, but the girl, they, she gets married to the dude, and then she finds out there's a there's a tradition where oh, they have to play the game. Okay. Did you see it? No, but I was going to maybe watch it over the break, and I didn't. But I now I know what it is. Yes. It's not It's like a not scary movie. Not a horror movie, but it has horror elements. Thriller, like the, suspense. The violence they, it's like suspense, but the violence they use is like very realistic, and you're like, oh, like, like gurgling. I don't mind and, that. You know, well, I, when it's like that, it's just it's, so it's real. It's not like super gory, like saw gory. No, it's not <laughs> yeah. saw gory. Right, then I can handle it, yeah. But it's it's not far off. It's like there's gore, like, but there's like, but it's so sporadic. That you think, that's another thing when you're getting older. Yeah, I'm desensitized toward all that, but then I'm not as I get older. No, because that's... I'm just kind of like, all right, come on. That's the <laughs> yeah. argument of why video games and TV shows don't make people fucking right, homicide right, of right, right. Because when you really comes, push comes to shove, you're freaked out by actual real violence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is great. I'll give you a couple of reasons because the cast is like virtually unknown. Um, what's her name is the mom. Like, I always forget her name. Plays the mom in it. She's I, I, famous, uh, and I forget her name every time. Um, but she the only she's like the most famous person in it, and the rest of the cast is pretty. Andy uh, McDowell. Andy McDowell. I always forget Andy McDowell is in it, and she's great in it. And uh, but it's a fun movie it could right, have cool. been it could have been better it kind of reminded me of knives out because that whole like we're yeah. in an old house and stuff's going on right, but like it's this. definitely I'm different watch ready or not and cold pursuit now yeah definitely uh what's your number seven midsummer oh i won't watch it <laughs> dude people are like I, here's the thing people I, are scarred somebody was ah. in it somebody was in it i think is scarred from it or something like that <laughs> come on dude it's fucked i heard you it's haven't fucked. seen it but you know it is it's, it's messed up ari aster's follow-up to hereditary i'm telling you i love this guy and his first two films they both knocked it out of the park for me i watched hereditary again recently doesn't hold up as well because of there's such a reveal once you've seen it the first time, you go, holy shit. The fr- I mean, the first time you see Hereditary, there's a twist that happens about a half hour, and you go, Jesus fucking Christ. I wish I could talk to you about it, oh and I don't God. want to t- tell it. But uh, So that being said, once you've seen it again, it still holds up as a great horror movie. Yeah. But it's not like where The Shining, where I know everything happens, it's not as great where I can watch it multiple times. That being said... I don't know how well Midsommar is going to hold up on repeated viewings, too, now that I know what happens. This one, it, this was a funnier film. This is definitely lighter than Hereditary, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's as fucked up. Fucked this guy up. makes a fucked up movie, man. <sighs> and then I've, there was reveals me, man. What, like a couple months after the movie, somebody figured out something that you could see images, because it's a very trippy movie, too. And you start to see him as putting images of uh, one of the deaths in the trees and shit, you go, holy fuck, mind-blowing stuff. Ugh. But just a, I mean, so you know me. So you're subliminally watching like, the... It's like how you you enjoy the cartoon, you know, like movies like that. I love a good horror movie like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's for me, it was great. I can't. I, I, I just get too freaked out by and, and it's a slow burner, too. I still haven't too. seen Human Centipede. I won't even watch that. <laughs> well, I heard that's, that's not even that bad. No, it's not. It's just it's more cartoonish than anything. Yeah, but it's... It's I, more like, the idea it'll make it, you squirm. That's so gross. All right, what do you got, Chachi? Hey, I'm Roy. And I'm Maul. And we're the hosts of the new Roy and Maul podcast. That's right. I know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now, and we just interrupted it with an ad. That's all right, we're here. And I appreciate if you didn't hit the 15-second skip button. Listen to our show where we cover topics like music, mm-hmm. movies, yes. TV shows, which you love to binge watch. Of course. Just lifestyle stuff. And give off crazy stories about our day-to-day lives. Yeah. 
Check us out on the New Rory Mall podcast. Listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show. And once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like, maybe you could check us out. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good looking car. <laughs> Check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. Um. Oh, shoot. Uh, oh, shoot. I just deleted my notes. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. I swear to God. You hit- Hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it now. Control Z. Control Z. <laughs> uh, for number seven, I'm going off the list. I just jotted them down, and I'm deciding what number seven is. I'm going to have to do this, and this might be really unpopular, uh, and you might get mad at me I right now. I think I know what it's going to be. Irishman. Ooh. Irishman number, the Irishman number seven. Wow. Uh, because I, I did like it a lot, but there's things I liked more than it, uh, and I... Um, and you have, somebody has to be number seven, you know? <laughs> and 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 I think there was a lot of ish. I had a lot of issues with, with on. It's funny because th- this is the year of me watching a movie and changing my opinion down the road of a couple of different movies. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But I'm like, but I really this one. I as there's another movie. My number one is the one that I'm going to tell you that I changed my mind on, and this one. I definitely like it less the more I think about it, but I have to. I want to rewatch it. Yeah, I think I know it's one of two. What for the number one? Yeah, you know what? It, I know you know what it is, but don't. I don't want to say it yet. Okay. But, but I think that the acting was brilliant. I think that, I've said this before on the podcast. I think that it, the Irishman. I think it made you realize that Joe Pesci might be the best actor out of all those Martin Scorsese guys. And Brad and Brad Pitt won the Golden Globe over Pesci and Pacino. Yeah, I know Pacino would have won. Uh, for lead, not supporting. I don't know. I was well, supporting for no. I, well, I guess it was De Niro's movie. Yeah, De Niro's movie. Yeah, you're right. De Niro should not. I mean, he's probably gonna be nominated for best actor. He shouldn't be. Uh, it's not. It wasn't deep enough for De Niro. I think the story was. I think it was a fun story. I think the the. Um, I think it wasn't Goodfellas. I think they kind of misrepresented it as like, hey, this is gonna be Goodfellas too. Like, but but, uh, well, but, that, but I, whatever. I know it's not. Uh, but I think there was also, I think there was something to say about, even though it sucks, but we're living in a time where the technology thing, the technology thing becomes an issue because the fact they had the near, they didn't have things a, wrong. They did some things wrong, yeah. It's long, and they could have cut things, and that they bo- did some, it, yeah. They, they should have a body double. double for fucking De Niro. Exactly, exactly. I mean, who, like, come on, we're all seeing it. How could you, how do, who got that boot? Who did that get by where you thought that would have been passable? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think I, so you know people are gonna Overall it's like it's like it's it's basically it's like mixing the two styles of Martin Scorsese. Sometimes he makes these epic movies. Yes, that's a and, great way to put it. And then and then, and then he makes the good fellow types. Yeah. So the, but, but, you know but, but he it's putting those two together, it's an epic 
crime world fucking movie, but it's not one. It's not his best. It's not. I, maybe it's in his top five. What do you think? Uh, maybe it's I, would five. Have to, I have to look at the whole list. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can, yeah. I can just think of four. But it's like it was, there was more business buzz around this thing than there really was. Uh, when you actually sit down and watch I don't it, you not makes the top five. All right, well, uh, that's it's in my top five of the year. But what's your number? I think you're uh, not gonna, you're gonna think mine. This, this is one, six. This is six, right? For me, yes. Yeah. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. That's number six. Yeah. All right. Should I say it now? That was your number one. That's my number one. I knew it was. That's my number That's one. Why I, and I can explain my reason, but okay. you, we're up to you. So you tell us why it's six or what what you liked or disliked about it. I loved it. I watched it again over the break. I loved the acting again more than the story. Uh, I thought it was too long. I didn't love the script. It was felt like the least Tarantino script of them yet. It didn't feel. If you told me another writer-director had written that movie, I would have gone, okay. Whereas if you tell me Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, e, uh, Hateful Eight, uh, any of the, mostly of the, any of the other Tarantino movies, I go, those are undeniably Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. This just didn't have that feel to me for it. Loved it, just not... I have five movies above it that I liked better this year. So I'm not taking anything away from the picture. I loved watching Pitt, and I loved watching Leonardo, and I loved the... Ending, and I love how Tarantino kind of does this. What you see with uh, Inglorious Bastards, he'll rewrite history for the movie. I don't love, I don't mind that at all. I think yeah. that's fine. And you know, he obviously rewrote the Manson murders. Um, it, it just wasn't my favorite movie of the year. I liked it fine. Yeah, but those are my reasons. Really, it just didn't feel like that. I it just wanted more Tarantino. Right. You know what I mean. And uh, so, if you want me, want me to say my ideas now? Sure. For this, it's funny because I had the same when I first saw it in the theaters. I had the same outlook you did, where I was like, "It's not Tarantino. It's not. You're right about the script. It's the most least like a Tarantino script." But the more I thought about it, I've when I saw it in the theaters, I was like, "I did not like that." Yeah, movie. that's why I watched it again. I go, "I'm probably wrong." Yeah, and I usually have to watch. I've watched it three times since. <laughs> now the reason that it's not his most Tarantino-y type Tarantino movie is the reasons that I'm liking it. Okay. The acting is bar none. But there's a, I wrote this online the other day and a couple of people commented, this is what does it for me. <laughs> okay. The reason it's my number one is, the reason why it's my number one is because I came around on it and I've rewatched it the most out of anything and I've learned to love it because there's, there's a line in a review and I think they even used in the commercial where they said, this movie cares. This movie, ca- every ounce of this movie cares about what it is. Yeah, cares about it, what yeah. it's doing. Cares about like like if you watch it, like it's. I realize what the experience is supposed to be. It's it's. It really is. It sounds like a cliche thing. It's taking you back. Like you really can get an idea. Absolutely. Like, oh my it's god, I'm his, living in the '60s for three hours for sure. And that's his love letter to his favorite genre or whatever he grew up to in. L.A. Fine. Hollywood yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the '60s. That's what it was. Fine. And he did it to a T. And I have learned. I've just now. I dig the idea of what it is. It's just what long. It's super long, and it, it would make you feel more mad. They're coming out with a four-hour version of it next year or 2022 or something. But here's the thing. Hateful Eight is long, too, and I know you don't love Hateful Eight. I like I, this way better. Oh, I like Hateful Eight Way better, better than Hateful Eight. I go, that's Tarantino. I get the Tarantino feel to me. Yeah, but I'm- It's got that I great ensemble. Like, you've got those great roles. You've got the great dialogue. It just feels good to me. I've been such a Tarantino fan for so long that when he breaks out of it, I'm starting to like it better now because- I mean, his batting percentage is you know, through the roof. fantastic. So it's like- in glare, in glare, 
Glorious Bastards, not very Tarantino. Not the, that was the least Tarantino to me since mm-hmm. this one. I, yeah, and I love Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, I love the open, like we said, opening scene is one of the best ever. So what happens with it? Once upon a time, it it grows on Nazis. you. What Nazis? <laughs> it grows on you. Uh, I just it it makes me happy. And some my friend Kevin wrote in a comment. I think it might have been from the same review. He wrote. He goes, movies can kill Hitler, free the slaves, and uh, give Sharon Tate one more summer. And there's like I think that's such a cool <laughs> that's idea. A cool way to put it, it's yeah. a cool way to put it. I think the fact that. It, it's like a movie lover's movie, I think. It's like one of those things where it's yeah, like, yeah. it's almost like, a, hey, this is a, this is a love letter to the fans of movies as well. Just that whole sequence of her going to see the movie, it's like, yeah, maybe you could have shortened it or may not need it at all. The Spawn Ranch scene but, is great, but it's long. It's, well, you don't need him going to see Nah, the Spawn, Spawn Ranch scene is great, I think, as is. That's it's the one long. thing. It's long. It's, it's unnecessarily long. No, it's not built up. How much tension was built up during that scene? All right. You could still probably cut that. Not I, completely. But, 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 he, but I think I do have the opinion about his editing, and I think I told you the reason why. I think because Sally Menke died, yeah, and yeah. and he's like, and now whoever's editing for him is probably just intimidated by him. And he's right, like, I right, want right, this. Right. You're going to do what I say, even if it's like you know subtle and, and, and you know subliminal, you know. So, but when it comes to this movie, I just have learned to really be. I really dig it. I really, really dig it. And I think that. Um, I think the best way to put it is say that it cares. Because think about all the other movies, right? Think about, like, think about, like, it, it almost is like a thing where you look like the, the, like, look at Gone with the Wind. It's like Gone with the Wind, but of the 60s. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. does that make sense? Where it like does. The, 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 the substantialness of this movie is why I ended up loving it so much. If you watch it, you realize the labor of love that was put in to make it and, and the oh, guy I that was doing that. it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So that's why it's my number one. But now people, I revealed that. We're, we're running out of time anyway. But um, So what's your number five? Ad Astra. Oh, my number six would be, I already said that, right? Irishman? Or I said uh, seven. It's my number four, Irishman. Irishman's your number four? Yeah. Uh, we don't have to rehash it again. Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, there's a few ahead of it I liked better, but yeah, Ad Astra, you should really watch. Great, I, I love Brad. I love Brad Pitt. I'm a Brad Pitt fan. He's amazing. That's another thing I didn't bring this up. This is a, a slow burner too, but man, I watched it over the break and it was really fucking beautiful and a cool story and just a. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get nominated for this. For yeah, that. I mean, so I'm really like, good. I can't ruin it, but you should watch. I'll it. watch it because you watch love it. space and alien shit too, dude. You would love it. <laughs> I'll definitely watch it. So uh, we can jump ahead. To, I, I have my top three. Yeah, I'm, we're down to three now, right? Yes, you're gonna hate my number one, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta talk. One of I know we have a common one on here. Joker's on there. Joker's my number two. Okay, all right, Joker. And we talked. We we did a whole thing about it on the show. Didn't oh we not? yeah, we went. Over, I mean, I still I've watched it twice now as well, and I it just it holds up for me. I think it's just a great. You watched it twice? Yeah, I watched it twice. Yeah, I saw it again. I think it's I a great it standalone Joker movie. I think it's exactly. It's the performance is amazing. The it, direction is amazing. The act. Uh, the um, what was I going to say? The score is amazing. That way, one for score on Golden Globes, by the way. Yeah. Um. I love the 
I love the character development. Like, we all thought, oh, we love Joker because of the mystery behind. We don't know the character origin. But, but you don't I mind was, finding out. Yeah, it was out. great. Yeah. I, and I thought, it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Talking about unbelievable acting. I love the Joker. It's, it, I would say it's probably number four, number three online. Uh, I loved it. Uh, a development since uh, since we talked about it last when it came out. They're doing a sequel. They're going to do a sequel. I know. And maybe that'll ruin it, but maybe it won't. Maybe, I can't. You know, these guys, there was a yeah, lot of... Yeah, you never uh, know. I mean... You never know. Um, but I love Joker. Once they for see the, the dollar signs. You kind of nailed what I think about the Joker. I think... You know, I've talked about we talk about Joaquin Phoenix all the time. The guy's unbelievable. He's just he's you know if Daniel Day Lewis is retired, is Joaquin Phoenix the new Daniel Day Lewis? Like you know what I mean? Like it's pretty close. He's the you want to talk about uh, uh, artistry and 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 craft. This guy is you know and to, yeah, hear, yeah. to hear his story Method. that he almost quit and he was talked back into acting is it's so great that he's around. Uh, and Boy, is he it's insufferable also, with those speeches, though. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, yeah. That's why. You know, that's why people laugh. Hey, you, know? I, you know, I, I was texting my buddies while I was watching the Golden Globes, and we're just going, "Yeah, they're so off." And then we go, "You forget actors are generally kind of douchey people." Yeah, they're into <laughs> like, themselves. Exactly. Like ego, yeah. Oh yeah. What do we expect from these people yeah, who are absolutely. paid millions for this bullshit job? But <laughs> I think that uh, you know, it, it's a good character study movie, and he char- phenomenal. He, he's everything around him, and it's a cool story, and it's cool. The Ambiguity is, is really cool in it. The idea that it, maybe it's the origin story, maybe it's not. Maybe it was in his head, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't know, and that's <laughs> kind of, it keeps things kind of copacetic as far as the world goes. Two things I just thought of completely having back to do with Once a Time in Hollywood. Uh, number one, Tarantino happened to actually mention the flashback scene, so it was definitely a memory. And not, it is a memory. <laughs> if you watch it, I watch it again. Well, it's it definitely a memory. Yeah, me too. And the because second one is somebody called us out because our favorite line of the whole movie was <sighs> I know. a great fucking note. And we were like, that's hilarious. And then somebody was like, are you sure he's not saying Rick fucking Dalton? And he's absolutely and saying he's Rick fucking Dalton. He's 100% saying it. And I wish but I had the if tweet. if you put the two together, great fucking note, Rick fucking Dalton, you can see how we would get Oh, confused. absolutely. But I, it's still, it's not what it is. And I'm like, I go, go great. Now me and Shawnee can write great fucking note into our own <laughs> Now it's up for grabs. We'll do a script about it. We'll do a Western. Great fucking no. Um, I don't know why I thought that was the case or why we thought it I was. Heard it you too. heard it too, right? Yeah. I, I'm wondering it, it, I, it, for that character, it would, both it, were perfect. It would have been. It would have made so much sense. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So the Joker, and then Once Upon a Time. What's your number three? A little movie from South Korea called Parasite. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's great. And that guy won Best Foreign Film, and he made, he had a cool thing. He goes, once you get over a quarter inch of subtitles, you're going to open your world up to a whole uh, a whole new world of great movies. And he's totally right. A lot of people d- brush things off because of subtitles, and I'm one of them from time to time. But I knew this had a lot of hype behind it, and it was great, man. It's a really, really cool movie. I can't give away any spoilers because it's a very twist heavy-oriented type of movie. I gotta watch it. But it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully acted. Really great. I don't know any of their names because, you know, (laughs) I just don't know the actors. Um, Yeah. But they're all really good in it. It's a really clever, original film. It's super original. I've never kind of seen or heard any ideas like this before. And... Uh, yeah, I just loved it, man. And then it takes a left turn. You go, holy fucking shit. Great movie. Really well done. And what's your number one? Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. 
Oh my god! We did the, the Shia LaBeouf one. Sorry, yeah. I haven't seen it. Parts. I can roll your eyes at it. Is it that? That's your number one that's of the year. That's My favorite movie of the year. Now I'll tell you. Now I'm going to watch it. It's a it's great. It's I a wasn't going to watch a drama. it. If you've ever seen uh, the basic plot, is is a kid with Down syndrome is a big wrestling fan. He breaks out of an assisted living facility. He's roommates with Bruce Dern. And Bruce Dern just plays. He's fantastic. He plays. He's, he like Bruce Dern perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's her? Uh, I can't think of the actress's name, but she, I've seen her a bunch. Shia LaBeouf's in it. He plays kind of. A, have you ever seen the movie Mud with Matthew uh, McConaughey? No. Very similar kind of character, kind of a Southern Louisiana like fan boat kind of fisherman type of guy. And it's he's an, based he's on a, his dad, right? He's an outlaw, and it's just kind of, uh, it's a it's a buddy comedy. They forge this beautiful kind of friendship, and then this this kid's trying to get to this wrestling uh, event, uh, like school, and oh, with, uh, Thomas Tate in church plays uh, this old school wrestler, and it's just, it's, it's a, I hate saying corny, but it, it, it's, it's a beautiful film. I loved it so much, and that's why this is my favorite movie of the year. It was a feel good, but it was also a very dramatic movie, and it's you know, it's, so yeah. So you liked the, you thought that was the best one of the year. That was my favorite movie of the year. I'm not saying it was the best. I'm saying it was this is my list. And didn't did Shia LaBeouf? He wrote it, not directed it, right? I don't think he directed it, I, but, uh, but he wrote it. I think, or was that the no, other Tyler one? Tyler Nelson, Michael Schwartz. Wait, so what was the one that Shia LaBeouf wrote? Was that a different movie? Uh yeah, that was um, What's the one where he plays his dad? Uh that's uh it's called Bo- uh, like Sweet Bobby or something. I know what you mean. Oh, that's a different movie. Okay, yeah. So I got to check out. Who does he play in this? He plays just the uh, he, he plays kind of like an outlaw fisherman who's kind of uh, on very hard times, very poor. Uh start is like stealing lobster traps uh, these other like rival fishermen's fan boats. Oh, okay. And it's after like the death of his older brother and he's just having a hard time and he's, you know, just down on his luck, and then he meets this kid. It's a great movie, man. Good. I it's, now, as far as tech, technicalities go, good writing, good acting, good directing. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. I, I the you acting was great. Not and that too says long, not too short. I don't love Shia too... LaBeouf, but that's he's how you a good know it's actor. good. That's how you know it's good. Yeah, um, the kid who has Down syndrome, you know, is a real life kid who suffers from Down syndrome. Fantastic. I mean, it just. A wonderful performance. Everybody was good in the film, and it's a cool story. And it, it was my favorite one of the year. Very nice. Well, there you go. Mine was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which will probably win the Oscar. And Andy's was yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, I don't. Wow. Don't talk down to it. <laughs> Well, I think we know what the, you know, I'm not saying I just said I was went to film school for a month, uh, for a, a semester, <laughs> and I think we can see where the difference in uh, know-how comes in. For, yeah, um, t- I know how to pick a better movie. <laughs> 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 well, there you have it. There's our top ten for the year. Let us know what your favorites were, please. And I think a lot of people's is going to be uncut gems for the year. Tweet yeah. at us, everybody. Tweet at Defend Your Movie and let us know what your give us your old top ten list. Tweet your tweet your top ten list. Let us know which ones you agree with, which ones you don't. Uh, if we're talking out of our asses on certain things or whatever, go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think of the year as a whole for, for movies? I, I thought it was a good year. I thought it was disappointing. Really? Because we had so many hyped movies where I go. Ah, you had a you had a Scorsese, you had a Tarantino, and they just didn't quite live for you. Up. Yeah, for me. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. just and as a whole, you just kind of go ah. 
as the years, like as I put, as I go through those, and I went through, you know, I go through the whole list of, and what I've seen. Granted, we haven't seen everything. Ah, uh, not a, my favorite year. Of I thought, movies. I thought movies were talked about this year more than in past. I don't know. I felt like I was. Even with having the podcast, I feel like I was more. I, people would talk were talking more about these movies than. Yeah, well, I, and I think that just happens with the age we live in now, though. Too with social yeah, media, yeah. and there's five different trailers for everything. But that being said, this will be an interesting uh, development to see what happens next week when we do our best of the decade. Can we defend your decade? We can finally do the teens. Oh my We've god! We've done everything else. We're finally there. Oh my god! We did the seventies. We did the eighties. We did the nineties, and we did the the teen the tens. I guess whatever they're. It'll be interesting to watch because I I kind of remember a couple things I said in past episodes of defend your decade. And it'll be interesting to watch, like how how the the teens stack up. I was going to also say, yeah, how, yeah, and how nineteen stacks up to the the against the other teens. Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh, so that'll be a fun one. So stick around for that. Yes. Thank you again for bearing with us. We had the holiday break, so uh, we replayed our best of twenty eighteen. If you want to go back and listen to that, maybe compare that with this one and see how they stack up. But again, tweet at us at Defend Your Movie. Tell us what your favorites were, and uh, tell us if, how why we were wrong. Of course, yeah. Uh, obviously, this is everything opened up for discussions. Why we do this? Absolutely, and we're on uh, Instagram as well. There's not much on it, but follow us at Defend Your Movie on Instagram. And yeah, remember this. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, and that you're um, you're reviewing because I feel like we fell off on telling people to review. Please review the podcast. Let us know. Let your friends know. Share the episodes. Do whatever you can to help out the show. Uh, we're still working on some stuff uh, that uh, we're not lying to you. We're working on some stuff <laughs> that could affect the show, uh, and we will let you guys know. But definitely reach out. Tweet at us is the best way. We'll we'll, de- we'll write back. Ask anybody who's tweeted, and uh, we we value your opinions. If you have a good if you have a good matchup, let us know. We'll we'll jump right on it, and we will we will see you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye.